Good evening and welcome to another episode of Under the Helmet. I'm your host, Terrence Griggs. Well, with a little less than a week to go until the Commissioner's Classic, we are looking forward to actually finally getting into some football. For the longest time, we have sat here the offseason and just kind of lamented the fact that football was so far away, but it's now close. It is now right on you, and it is one of those things. This is a season like not too many in the APDFL because there are so many new teams, but there are also so many teams that have improved. So we're going to jump into this. Let's see, we have a caller online. Caller, who is here? Let me see. Um, but basically, while I check on who is, who is calling, it is one of those things that when we look at it, it's... Um, it's it's just it's fun to sit there and imagine how the season's going to turn out where you have teams chasing the Mississippi dynasty and it is interesting to see the lengths teams have decided to go to to try to catch Mississippi. It is amazing the amount of manpower and the amount of talent they have tried to collect and it is going to be one of the better seasons in the league. I've been covering this league for a couple of years, and it is one of those things that I want to see how these teams build because, yes, you can have a bunch of players, but do you have chemistry and do you have the ability to rotate? Because certain guys aren't going to want to rotate on certain teams, and that has always been the overarching and problematic issue. And we need to, you know, see how things progress. Apparently we have J-Rock Lewis on the phone. J-Rock, are you there? Yeah, I am. <laughs> good, good evening, man. This is J-Rock Lewis. I went back from the Alabama Blackhawks. Now, my man, uh, let's just get to it. What made you decide to switch? From the Blackhawks, uh, from uh, to the Blackhawks from the Cobras. Well, um, well, first I want to say I like the moves they were making. Um, so now they were bringing in a good group of players, you know, players that wanted to win. Um, it's like it's like you could see that they were focused, you know, quietly on on one goal and. I want to be a part of that goal. And it was just some issues. It was just some issues that I had, uh, you know, with the COVID. It wasn't nothing personal, like an issue with a, a person or, you know, a drummer or anything like that. I mean, I'm not going to say too much about it because, you know, they, they, they know what it was. Um, but yeah, it wasn't nothing personal or any drama or, or those type of issues on, on where I left. Um, and but one thing I do want to address uh, is the, the the whole KD talk. <laughs> you know how everybody been saying, uh, "I pulled the KD, I pulled the KD." Well, I want to say I don't believe that I pulled a KD type move. Is because for one, if you if you look at it. KD went to a team uh, went to a team that you know won a championship already with the squad that they had. They went to a championship again with the squad that they had. KD went to a team that he lost to in the playoffs. KD went to a team that was basically stacked, you know, so to speak. You know, they had the best record in in the NBA in, in history. So it's like, how did I pull a KD move when I when I did basically I went to a team that did opposite of you know of of what he did, and so it was just I mean if you think about it like how how many how many championships how many uh, APDFL championships had the Blackhawks won? None. None. I mean, how many times have they been to the championship? None. They got to the conference finals two years ago. So yeah, so it's like that's what I'm saying. How how did I pull a KD 
a KD move. And then not only that, it was like, okay, well, if I'm leaving the Cobras, what other team could you possibly say that I can go to that wouldn't be a step down or a step back from the Cobras? Like, like just being here on the, on, you know, on this podcast, podcast with you, like, just tell me, you know, right here, who would you feel like would have been a great fit for me to go to that wouldn't be a step down or a step back from playing with the Cobras, other than the Blackhawks? This is how I see it. And after I answer, I'm, I'm going to bring in Corey Tucker after I answer it. But basically it's this. Anyone, like, it's not, a KD, it's not a KD move because, like you said, the Cobras actually beat the Blackhawks last year. They did. And it's it's going to a team that you actually beat to actually make strong, which is the opposite of a KD move. And it is you made the best move which you thought for you. And I'm sorry, like as a running back, you have only so many carries in you, you know, especially if you're gonna get hit play after play after play. You gotta use those carries to your advantage. But with that said, I wanna bring in Mississippi Dynasty wide receiver from the show, Corey Tucker. Corey, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, and you? I'm all right, Corey. We're sitting here with Gerard Lewis. Now, Gerard was sitting there explaining how people got him wrong by saying that he's <laughs> deciding to go from the Cobras to the Blackhawks was similar to Kevin Durant. Do you think that's a case of people just being salty? No, because I know I uh I think like that's why I said uh when I saw hit but I was like because I was the one who said it on the podcast and mm. uh and that's why I was trying to explain the hit I was like no you, you kind of like running with it I was saying in the sense of like I wouldn't have expected him to go anywhere like nobody expected Katie to leave OKC it it was pretty much his team and you know he was the guy so that's how I was looking at J Rock over there with the Cobras I'm like. There, that's why I was saying I was expecting them to make that push. So when he left, that was the only thing that I can compare it to in that sense because it was just like they have what it takes to win. They had what it took to win. So I didn't necessarily see the move was coming. And when it came, I was like, that's the closest thing that I can compare it to. Not, not so much as a joining a super team, but just the the wow factor of, like, nobody thought Katie would leave OKC when he left. And that's how kind of like my response to it when I found out that J-Rock left Cobras. I'm like, really? I just knew they were going to make a push. And then it's going to have an after effect, the same effect that it had when he left OKC and OKC became stagnant. I'm looking at the same thing that's going to happen because when – when people move like that, you can't replace it and just say, oh, we're going to pick up and move on. Like, you got to rearrange your whole offense and, and everybody's mindset because you go always make that comparison through to your life, just like they did KD. Uh, they had KD, you know, he can space the floor out, he can do this, that. Well, if they had J-Rock, he probably could have broke a tackle and made something happen. It, it's, it's very, in my eyes, very, it's a good comparison in the skill level changing over. Not so much as the whole, oh, he left his team to join a team that they couldn't beat. Oh, no. Okay, so, oh, go ahead. so I, I, just had, I just had a question for Core. So, Core, and same same way I asked uh, Terry, what team, what other team than the Blackhawks could you see me going to play for? Honestly, no other team. My thing is, I didn't expect you to leave the Cobras. That's my thing. So, I was, it was like a lifer, kind of like Kobe with the Lakers. You don't expect, oh, if he leave the Lakers, who could he go play for to contend for a title? I just didn't see you moving. I mean, that is, logically, that is the right move to make. Like, I'm not knocking the move at all. Honestly, I just did not think, oh, yeah, you're moving. I, that just didn't dawn on me because y'all seem like y'all had a real brotherhood, family type thing going, and it was like y'all was gearing up to make this push. Where like y'all can be like 
y'all, y'all, y'all version of a dynasty. That's how I look at it. Y'all was getting ready to set up and run that whole side. Quarterback, offseason work, y'all got a running back, good defense. And then two receivers, you can't play one-on-one. I didn't see any – that's an ideal situation for anybody. But, yes, the Blackhawks is the only team that I can see that's worth going to. If you're going to leave the Colts, <laughs> that's the only team besides us. And, see, like, that's another thing that a lot of people – I feel like ain't getting like okay, if like once my mind is made up to leave, okay, now it's who do I go to? But if you really look at it, there's no other team to go to but them. And I say that because okay, I stay an hour and like fifteen minutes away from the Columbus Storm. But at the same time, the Storm is a brand new team. The Storm is a brand new team. Not only that, they may not know of me. Just like I don't have any clue about them, so I don't have any history of any back, you know, any background to go on, with, you know, with the Storm. The same with uh, Orlando Phantoms. Just say if I tried to play for them, yeah, I know of their organization, but they're new to this league. We don't know how well they're going to fare out in this league. Not going to the Nose, which is probably the closest team to me, they folded last year. So that's out the question. Uh, so the only two teams left is, EAP and the Blackhawks. Now I'm not saying that EAP, you know, is, you know, even a good team. But with EAP, everybody's seen the type of moves that the Blackhawks were making. Like you knew of uh, who they was bringing in, so it, it wasn't no doubt. And I felt like, well, if I go to EAP, I will be going into the blind because nobody, nobody knows of the type of you know off-season moves or or what EAP is doing over the off season, you know, to become a better team. So it's like, well, if I go to the Blackhawks, I know what I, you know, I know what I get, you know, over there. I know the type of team that they're going to bring. But if I go to EAP, I don't know, you know, what type of team that they would have. So it was like, well, it's either out of one of the two, and, and that's who I chose. So. We are also joined by Matthew Kelly. Matt, what's going on? What's going on, uh, Terry and Corey? How y'all doing? All right. We're sitting here with Azurad sitting kind of explaining his move. Now, Matt, let me ask you this. When you see people from various teams, not like the upper tier of teams, but like teams that just got in the league like 10 minutes ago, like start talking about Azurad and his move, what does that kind of bring to mind? Like, should they be actually talking and kind of concerned about their own team? Like, because they, there are teams who are brand new to this league who are, like, running off at the mouth about what this man decided to do. Yeah, they they don't have, um, you know, it's a free country. They can say what they want, but I don't really think they should be talking until they play in this league. The reason with the bunch of us that's been in this league, it was a, a little shock because – we know what J Rock meant to the Co- the Cobras organization. Um and so, you know, it's just like if it was the NFL as a major trade or in um division one football, it was like Russell Wilson going from North Carolina State to Wisconsin, you know, it's it's a ma- it's a major shift. And um for teams that hadn't played here, hadn't seen seen the stuff and compete. They don't understand. I don't. I don't feel they understand uh, what he meant to the, with the to the Cobras and how he changes the dynamics of the Blackhawks. And so uh, I think they should sit back and and watch or prepare to play him uh, whenever that time comes before they uh, make any comments about what he's doing and why he's doing it. And you also don't understand, you know. What he could have moved, you don't you don't know what he has going on. So, you know, you could be shocked, but respect his decision and and move on and worry about your own team. That's, if that's, you my, that's my thought exactly. Especially if you knew, like, you know, that man, you know, probably made the best decision, the best decision for himself. The only decision I will ever question on Jay Rock is being a Florida State fan. That that's not <laughs> never. 
Never a good decision. Yeah, he 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 kind of he got to find a new team, man. <laughs> now, Corey, to you. Speaking of all of this, now we had another team in the league fold with the Emerald Coast Scorpions. Decided to kind of pack it in for the year. How frustrating do you? First of all, credit Bernard Hunt for having to write the schedule again because. Teams full left, right. This has to be like a forty-third time you had to construct a new schedule. How frustrating is it to look at your schedule and know that if a team folds, yours might change a little bit? Uh, it'd be a little frustrating on the sense of, I guess, trying to find a team to fill that slot. So I think one year, I think last year we ended up playing the Dolphins. Like three, four times it seemed like. Second one last year played Dolphins like three times. Uh, that's the really only frustrating part because we kind of lose that week, so we'll probably end up like practicing that week or doing something. But it just—it's almost like y'all wasted our time or wasted the league time purposely. Because like before you decide to take on that responsibility, you're gonna make sure you're able to. Hold up your end. Now everybody's folds and granted all this. It's just that's on the first thing part because I look at like we're gonna beat y'all anyway. So that wasn't a question about the game. It's just you know people ready to play. You got that itch. Now J Rock to you when you look at how the Blackhawks do things as different than the Cobras, what's the one difference that you can actually say that it just feels different? Um, uh, well, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say, like I said, necessarily a difference. But with the Blackhawks, everything so far has been uh, I'm gonna say organized. Like everything they they do so far has been organized, in my opinion. You know, it's been professional. You know, from you know from communication amongst the players. You know, going over. You know, talking about the playbook. Going over play. You know, going over the playbook. What are their? You know, what are their expectations? Like, like everything has just been. Like it's been put together and and it's ran like like an actual program and organization. I mean, you got forty people, forty fifty people at practice. You know, ain't too many teams doing that. You know, ain't, you, you, there's not too many teams you gonna find that has that many people at practice. And so, if you got that many people at practice, it lets you know how serious the players are about that. You know that they are about their team and about this upcoming season. So, I mean, I just went from one family to another team that that's treating me just like family right now. And that's the same as that thing that I see from them. They treat everybody like family. Now, Matt, as someone who lives in the in that area, like, over like, like Columbus, that kind of uh, a metroplex, a metropolis, if you will. Can you explain to the people at home what the differences between folks on the Alabama side of the line and folks on the Georgia side of the line, as far as just personality and just approach to football? Um, man, all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna speak from being on on just just that particular part. Um, with finishing in Columbus, you know, if you've ever been here. It's a stone throw away. You can stand on top of uh, actually the stadium that we're playing is uh, Saturday. You can stand on top. You stand at the top of that stadium and look into Columbus. Um, the difference is like with us on the Penny City side with coming football. It's been the same guys you you grew up with playing with. It's your cousins, your neighbors, everybody. And you wear this, you wear this thing, 
you you wear these uh these colors or these team names over here with pride because it's been bestowed upon you since a very on uh very young age that hey you're you're supposed to win a championship. You're supposed to be a remarkable team. You're supposed to be doing this. Whereas on the Columbus side, where it can be a little bit different at times, where it's great athletes, but they may not know what what school they're going to. On the Penn City side, you know where you're going to. You know what you represent. You know the tradition. You know the history. You know what's expected of you. Um, I was explaining to somebody who moved up, and they was like, man, I ain't never seen stuff that's crazy about a school or a team. And I was just saying, I said, man, we got we one town, one team in the highest classification. It some of these kids been playing the same position since they were five, six, seven, eight years old. You know, a lot of high school coaches when the when the open does happen are foaming at the mouth to come here because it's one of the things like getting the keys to the Ferrari just don't wreck it. And whereas if you're on the Columbus side, you know you might start off on the east side, and then they redo the school districts again every every few years. And now instead of you going to Kendrick, you're going to Columbus High, or instead of going to Shaw, you're going to North Side, or something like that. And there's, there's so many teams, so you don't really get that diehard loyalty unless you graduate from there. Whereas kids who are in the kindergarten are, are diehard Central fans. So the just the mentality is just like, yo, I'm a player. I'm a player. Central. We gonna win a state championship, or we gonna be in the championship, and that's what we gonna do. And we gonna try to embarrass everybody that we play from across the river, uh, because they look at us like we the little small town, and they're the, they're supposed to be the biggest city, the big brothers to us. So the mentality is you don't you don't lose to anybody across the river. You know, you can lose. You can you might lose to Hoover. You might lose to Daphne down in Mobile or um, McGill or Thompson, but you don't lose to nobody across that river or that state line. And and that's just one of the the biggest, that's one of the biggest things, whereas some of the teams are like, man, I've seen folks who played for four different high schools in four years, so they're just like, man, it is what it is. So I, that's part of the mentality. It, it's it's really, it's, it's kind of hard to explain. You, it's one of the places you have to come here and just sit and just watch and see how people going. Like today, all the kids that are getting ready to play at Central and South Gerard, they have they have workouts on Sundays. And not this is not organized by the school. These are the kids. They go to each other's neighborhood, pick them up, and they all go through drills. And then you'll get some kids that float over from Columbus while the kids in Columbus are like, oh, it's basketball season. So we ain't worried about that right now. And the same kids that are on the Phoenix City side, like, yeah, we still playing basketball too. But we know football is, is right around the corner. Or baseball, you know, some of us play baseball, and they're like, oh, yeah, we get ready for that too. But we more worried about embarrassing you in football. See, I, 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 can, agree to, I can agree to that somewhat only because you, you, you are right. Like, and I've noticed, like, in Alabama, People take people and players take you know take tradition seriously. Well, well, right. over here in in Georgia, it's certain areas that that take that tradition just as serious. Like, okay, for for instance, North Georgia, like around the Atlanta yeah. area, a lot of players they can decide to go you know this school this year, this school that year, like. Okay, if this team right here just went to the state championship a year ago, well, they're gonna handpick two, three more players from the surrounding area. Around the city. Yeah. yeah, like you guys come here, like, like we got another prime high example of that is uh, Grayson doing that this year. Yeah, for the yeah. boys out of Parkview and and Marietta and Powder Springs, and now they loaded up again. Or like the team they had a couple years ago. Yeah, or, or like um, or like Lee County. I don't know if you ever heard of Lee County. Yeah, Lee County Warriors. We we used to play Lee County. Mm-hmm. Nah, Trojan. No. Trojan. 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 That's right. That's right. Yeah. No. Yeah, Trojan. Trojan. Now, uh, Cordy, uh, someone from Alabama who decided to go to school in Mississippi. What was the culture like as far as the football switch from 
Alabama football to Mississippi football? Uh, it's big because in Mississippi, they're more so basketball tailored. I think just from really? my experience, from my experiences, like they put a lot of emphasis. I know Jackson specifically they put a oh, lot emphasis on their basketball program right. and it's really gone because that is my problem as a, as a high school coach what I've been saying uh, when it came to just football in Jackson Mississippi it's six or nine high schools in one city how can you be successful in football when the talent pool is that thin man basketball you, Monte uh, they got this one boy now and he played for Callaway uh, Deshaun Ruff, and I think he's like the number three guard in the nation, and he's only a junior or something. Like, basketball is big in Mississippi. It's only – football is only big in Mississippi in, I guess, the county schools, like the country or schools, the country edition. How uh, Matt was just talking about Phoenix City. Because I know Phoenix City as well because when I played baseball, we always had all-star games down there. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it's just a lot of – because Alabama is, like, it's a lot. It, outside of Birmingham, Montgomery, and maybe Mobile, and you got hugs, but everything else is kind of like like he spoke on. It's family-type atmosphere because it's, it's one high school. You know each other from elementary all the way up. And football is the same because uh, it's one 1A school that was running it on this thing for a while. Sweetwater, I think Sweetwater, Sweetwater and Fife. Sweetwater. Sweetwater all of them Fife. are re- all of them are related. <laughs> yep. It's a cousin team. It's just And then Fife is the same know. way up there by Sand Mountain. Yeah, it's tough. It's just football in Alabama is like a family thing. When Mississippi, I just don't get that vibe. It's just we play football because we play football. <laughs> Which athletes are better? Oh, but Alabama for sure. For sure, yeah. For sure. I tell them that now. I'm the only Alabama person besides Mike Johnson before he uh, left Dynasty. I'm one of the only Alabama people on Dynasty. And I I, I used to tell this at practice. Alabama is better on any sport, athletically, however you want to take it. If you feel like you better, just line up. And like I don't get it. Like Mississippi, they only play one sport. You don't have a lot of crossovers unless you go to the real country town. That's fair. Now, yeah. but, but you know that's a that's a that's a that's a thing. Like with these schools, when they play these, uh, when you got different states playing each other uh, in these games, and you look at it, like Corey said, Alabama schools will play anybody. I've noticed it's really become a trend now. Uh, Central played Cedar Grove this past year. Cedar Grove supposed to be one of the top schools in Georgia. Central beats them. The Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game. Yeah, I think Mississippi won this year, but that's like number 19 out of like 60 games or something like that. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's wild. Schools from North Florida stopped playing schools in Alabama because they were coming over here getting shot ran on them. And, no. uh, but you go ahead. You know it, it. It's it's stuff like that, man. That's all. That's it. I'm sorry. Up up here, you got pretty much as far as football. You have University of Wisconsin. You know they will claim the best offensive lineman in the country, which I can actually see it because every year they get like a first round draft pick, just and then they get two or three guys who can play like center and guard and tackle, and they just. They grow linemen up here, linemen and, and like centers in basketball. It just it's just one of those things that you know, farm boys, big old Wisconsin like farm folks, and it's just one of those things that that aren't the reason why they're not really a top college team. They lack skill position players. They lack speed. Like no one from let's see, let me pick a town in Georgia, uh, Thomasville, or no one from Atmore, Alabama. Or no one from like Walls, Mississippi wants to make that trip up to Wisconsin when it was minus ten on Thursday. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> now Absolutely now not. that we have Jerry, what I'm gonna do is this. I have in front of me the list of 
every team I think that is playing in the season. So I want to see like an early prediction about once a board in or out team that you think that will make the playoffs. So I'm gonna read a name of the team that I then I'll go with Corey, J Rock, and Matt. Give me a yes or no and a quick reason why. Are you guys ready? Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> All right, Corey, to you. Um, uh, Georgia Knowles, in or out? Out. Uh, Any reason? They're not good. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. Matt, same team, Georgia Knowles. I'm going to go with in. I think they're going to be in. I think they're going to I think they're going to come in as the fifth seed, fifth or sixth seed on that side. J.R. Knowles. Uh-oh. <laughs> J.R., are you still thinking about it? Apparently, he's still thinking about it. So we'll come back to J.R. in a little bit. No, uh, no, nah, nah, I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say out. Damn, really? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna say out because once again I live like an hour away from them. So I know of I know of some struggles and I've also seen the you know, you know, the the preseason game. So I I don't see it. I, I, I don't see it. Speaking of preseason real quick and we'll get back to the list. Um why do teams that lose in the pre- in the preseason get so salty? Uh, Corey, to you first. Why do teams get so mad when they lose in preseason? Uh, I don't. I really don't know. Uh, I guess because fans they feel like they're un- invincible, and then they lose a preseason game, and they just get mad because I guess they know everybody's going to talk about them, so to speak. And it just be a fun and game until the regular season, but I guess they take talking real, real, real serious and personal. So I don't know. Now, I don't know. It's weird to me. Like, J-Rock, to you, you've been to a few preseason games and you probably saw somebody get smashed. Why do teams get so, like, angry when they take that L? I'm going to say the the sole reason is because – well, it's two reasons, two, two or three reasons. For one – the team that you're playing in the preseason, is prob- you're probably never going to play them again unless, you know, you play another preseason game. But more than likely, you never play the same preseason, te- you know, preseason game against, you know, the same person. So that, that, that's like the biggest reason because you're not going to play that team again. So with that being said, that team that beat you in the preseason is like they always use the, the winning team, always use that as bragging rights. And then you have the next excuse as to, well, it's just a preseason game or we didn't have everybody or we were missing this or we were missing that. So it's like once you take that L from whoever you played, you got to swallow that L. Like you, you got to go on, you know, in life until you play them again with with losing to them. I know that's how it is over here in Georgia. Like if you play a team and you lose to them, that's gonna forever be brought. That's gonna forever be over your head. That's gonna be brought up until you play them again and win. Now, when we come back from break, I want to I'll, I'll get Matt's answer. So you are currently listening to Under the Helmet. We are back with Under the Helmet. I'm your host, Terrence Biggs. We have Corey Tucker, J. Rock Lewis, Matt Kelly, Matt. Why do you think teams get so bent out of shape when they lose in the in the preseason? Cause they probably done wrote a bunch of checks that they didn't cash. That's the only reason you can get mad about a preseason game, man. If you ever play any, if you were high school and played preseason games, you know jamborees or. If you play any type of high-level ball, past college arena ball, arena because we do preseason games, and you watched it, nobody cares. This is for you. One of my arena coaches, coach, shout out to Coach Dane, he said it best. This is dress rehearsal, man. Make all your mistakes now. But 
I can tell what type of player you are when you put too much stake into your preseason game. If your preseason game going to make and break your season, your season was over before you stepped on that field. That's what I'm saying. Uh, and I don't, I don't, I don't get that. Like, yeah, we gonna talk about you. We gonna. That's part of. That's just gamesmanship, man. That's just part of it. But it's a preseason game. What you supposed to be doing? If you got a team of thirty, forty people, thirty, forty people should have played a good amount in that preseason game because you got to know who can do what, what they can do in certain situations, and you moving on and you're helping create your depth chart. And you helping to uh, get your players better. When I see uh, the biggest thing I hate about these preseason games is when I see people that you know are first teamers and they're playing uh, three and a half quarters. Mm-hmm. And and now, or you know, now you get some freak accident, and you're like man, if we had such and such during the season, we'd be okay. But yeah, you didn't. But the problem was. You you put all your cards out there on the table in the preseason game. We already know what you got. So that I think that's why they get bent out of shape a lot is because they write they write those big checks and then they got to and they can't cash. They bounce. In the last in the last couple of years, I saw a quarterback on a semi-pro team that was one of the better quarterbacks. And uh, this was in a different league. He uh, decided to play three and a half quarters versus a team that they were forty-five to zero with. He goes back to pass, even though they're up by six touchdowns. Uh, even though they're up by seven touchdowns, bricks his collarbone out for the season. Team doesn't win the game. It's Y'all love those things. Nobody be playing. Yeah. And he he dropped back to pass, which I'm like, really? I'm like, come on. It just it was one of those things where guys tend to try to flex in this preseason, but. We need to get back to this list, so I'm going to go with, uh, if we go in order of the APDFL East, the next team is the Georgia Cobras. Corey, are the Cobras in or out of the playoffs? Uh, they're in. They're still a great team over there. Great talent. J-Rock, out of respect because this is the team you came from. You don't have to answer this question if you don't want to. Are they in? That's fair. I like their offer. I, I like the our quarterback and receivers. Matt, the uh, Cobras in or out? They, they're still there. They're still there. I agree. Next one is interesting to me, the Steel City Raptors. Like, now, Steel City is uh, Birmingham, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's Birmingham. That's uh, Dude. the former offensive coordinator from the Blackhawks. That's the team he went and started. Do they like show up on film ever? I got film on them. If you want to see it, <laughs> Corey, are the are Raptors in or out? Uh, I say out. I think they may be one of the teams that folds this year. Hmm. Uh, uh J Rock, Raptors in or out? Uh, I'm gonna say out. I can see that, Matt. They out. Um, they took a big blow with uh two people who also left. Uh, I know Kelly Mars, uh, which has been one of the one of the better receivers in the league. He he left to go over to the Blackhawks as well. Um, so I I don't know where they were at. They were already slim last year, but they were very competitive. But I, I, I just don't, uh, you know, if they still have Felipe, they still got a speed burner. But after that, I really don't know what they would have. Felipe did make their team like a lot more than him. I don't know if they. I'm not sure what his status right. is. He had a injury concern last year. But the next team, Corey, is the East Alabama Predators. I think they're in. I mean, they have added. Uh, they they keep adding in. They're together. They they uh, I, they might they might wreck somebody's season. Yeah, I think they're in too. Uh, they were good last year. They've been good like since I've been in the league. So I expect them at least make the playoffs. Like I said last week, make a push. I agree with that. Um, 
Oh, do right, in or out? Mm. Uh. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's it's kind of hard, and I'm not going against the team. I'm going against the fact of the amount of teams that we got in, you know, on our side now. But I'm gonna say in. I'm gonna say oh, Matt, you just... Uh, go ahead. No, sorry, go ahead. I'm going to say in because if you also look at their schedule, they really got a chance to be one of, you know, to be one of the top seeds just from the schedule alone. So I'm going to say in. I think they're in. Like I said, the only thing is this. They, there's one player, and I hop on him every week because Matt knows who I'm about to talk about. Number 30. Ron Darius Hooks Rondarius. is one of the best players in in this league. He's one of the better cover linebackers and actually can get home from the edge. If he keeps his head on straight, and he can hear me because I know he listens to every show, so I'm going to say it real carefully. Make sure you keep your head on straight. No stupidity. And I think that EAP will definitely be in the playoffs. Next team we have will be, oh, Lord, the Columbus Storm. Corey. Out. Uh, like, and this is not even me like just talking crazy enough for us. Like J Rock said, it's a they're loaded over there. Honestly, somebody just got to be out. And it's I don't know anything too much about the storm. I think they're over gas personally, but I just think it's a lot of talent over there, and they're just on the bottom end of it. That's all. J Rock. Uh, well, I'm going to say out. Well, because for one, once again, the amount of teams that we have and the fact of looking at their schedule, you got to play EAP first. I see that as an L. You got to play Christmas City Kings. I see that as another L. You got to play the Cobras. That's an L. I see the Phantoms. You got you to go to Florida to play the Phantoms. That's an L. You're going to play the Dynasty. That's a big L. Like, <laughs> so I see about, you know, five losses already. Well, damn. Back. Out. <laughs> just out. Just uh, out. <laughs> just, just out. My, and this, but to be honest, I'm going I'm I'm to tell you why I think it's out. They've hyped themselves up so much, and their owner has done a great job to sell tickets and to hype them up. But now you, now in, in less than seven days, you got to live up to that hype. And, and not just for one and, – right, and not for just one weekend. you got to do that for ten weeks straight. I look at them a little bit like uh, there was a guy, because I'm a lot older than all y'all, named uh, Peter McNeely. Peter McNeely was a fighter. Peter McNeely had a charismatic personality. He could sell like himself being in a position to fight. Peter McNeely got in a fight with Mike Tyson. At the press conference, yeah, he, made people laugh. he told him he was, he was going to beat Mike Tyson up. Mike Tyson just sitting there. Yes, yes. I, I seen that. Peter McNeely, he had a rhyme that said, Peter McNeely, something to the effect of, my name is Peter McNeely, I'm, fe- I'm from Metric Mass on something, something of April, I'm going to beat Mike Tyson's ass. Mike Tyson punched his nose with the back of his head. I see a little McNeely right here. I think they're out. Yep. Now, next team, Corey, is the Redstone Raiders. Uh, out. Don't know nothing about them, so I can't even weigh in on them. J. Rock. Uh, how how many teams do we have in so far? You have the Cobras, you have the Predators, two. Okay, just two. Uh, uh, just like it was said, I I don't know anything. I don't know anything about them, but again. It's hard to say. I don't know anything about them, so I'm gonna say out. 
Man. Say out. Out. Uh, I, I know the teams that are in Huntsville uh, and in that area. And the the heavyweight over there, they, they usually get the, the greater version of the talent is uh, the, the Huntsville Rockets. And I just don't I don't see it coming from Redstone. Next team, Corey, the Tuskegee Airmen. Uh, I just, uh, I see, I say, I think they're in. Uh, I just think, yeah, they're in. No real deal. They'll squeeze by probably like the last seed is. Honestly. Jared. I I agree. I I say that they'll be in. I I I'll say that they'll be one of the ones that'll be you know like the lower seeds maybe. Maybe the fifth or sixth. Yeah. Uh, I think they're in with their with their new addition. Uh, Quentin Patrick is now Tuskegee Airmen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they they got a a, a new dynamic playmaker at quarterback, uh, Lucas Snipes, who played in this league as a safety in the corner. But he was uh, he was a quarterback by nature, so uh, I think they uh, I think kind of what the guys were saying that I think they get in, but definitely with Quentin Patrick uh, being over there, they got a, a good leader for that defensive side. So I think he's gonna help them keep it close in a lot of games, and they'll go from there. That's that sounds that sounds right. Next team is the Selma City Vikings. I think they're in. I think this is the year that Chuck Morgan and his team break through. Corey? Um, I'm going to say out. There's still too much. There's still too many other teams like, that they still have to run through to even get in. <laughs> so, I mean, they'll make a good push as far as the season, but I think they'll just get bumped out by the season. Go, um, Rock. To be honest, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that that they'll be in. I'm gonna say that they'll be in is only because they strength of schedule, and they're playing a lot of teams that they're playing a lot of teams that's on the same level as them, and and that'll give them that'll give them that chance, you know, to, to to slide by on getting in because they're not really having to take, you know, any games against, you know, some of the, the bigger opponents on our side. So they they almost got a, like a fair fight, you know, to get in. So I'm gonna give them, I'm I'm gonna give it to them and say they're gonna be in. Matt. Um, man, if they turn the corner, they're in. If they turn the corner, they in. That's uh, I really want to hold my judgment until after a couple of games because they're one of the teams I can't really put a finger on. I think they will tend to benefit from the folding of the was it the Chilton Tigers and the uh, Freetown Records. I think that they will probably yeah. grab some of that talent. Next team, Central Florida Gators, Corey. Is this the knockoff Gators? <laughs> yeah. They're the new Gators. I'm not I'm new. I'm just going with new. <laughs> they're out. <laughs> they're out. They're out. J-Rock. Um, I'm trying to decide. It, it, it's kind of it's kind of hard to say because we have what, we got four teams in right now. There are four teams in a couple of y'all on the fence about the Vikings. So there's four. Oh, see, sorry, okay. there's three. There's three. There's a Cobras, EAP, and the Airmen. Okay, I'm. Uh, come back to me, lad. Come back to me, lad. Matt. 
Uh, CF Gator. Mm. <laughs> they out. <laughs> it's gonna be hard for Coach Burley and his team to kind of, because they have a mountain challenge of a team that does not like them on Saturday that wants to put up a whole bunch of ugly numbers on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm looking at. I'm like, and you, and you've been at them. Almost six months now, so this is, it, you know, Saturday's going to be an interesting day. All right, J-Rock, to you, in or out. All right. If they win this first game, they win this first game, they end. That, that's how I'm going to put it. If they win this first game, they end. Because that'll let them, that'll, that, that would show the type of team that they got compared to their preseason game. And also, with that being said, like I said, their schedule. It's only three tough teams on their schedule. Gulf Coast, which is not on our side, the Cobras, twice, and the Phantoms. So my biggest thing is right now, honestly, with the Phantoms and and um, and the Central Florida, I feel like they're both going, I feel like they're both going to make it. I feel like they're both going to make it. I feel like that's once we get four teams to decide, you know, okay, these are going to be four teams that we're going to stay going, those are going to be two teams that's going. I'm just going to pencil in the uh, Blackhawks as everybody agrees that they're in, correct? Correct. Okay, let me just write that down. Next team, Corey, to you is the Orlando Phantoms. Hmm. <sighs> I say, mm, I say they're in, honestly. Uh, yeah. They seem to have actually a good organization, though. As much as I go with their coach from time to time, I'm just looking at who all we got in. Uh, yeah, I think they're better than the Storm, so I just I see they're in. J-Rock? Yeah. I agree. I think that despite whatever little, you know, funny videos the coach puts up, they actually have a pretty solid roster and a pretty decent team. So I think they, they'll get there. Matt? Orlando Phantom, there you Last team in the APDFL East, the Tallahassee Unconquered. First of all, that, that's a cool nickname. I like it. But, Corey? They're out. They're out. They're out. J-Rock. I'm going to say out. Matt? You can call them Tallahassee Panthers. You can call them Tallahassee uh, Unconquered, the Florida Phoenix. It don't matter. They out. Now, these are the teams that are in the East. The Blackhawks, Cobras, EAP, Airmen, Phantoms, Vikings. That is six teams. Normally they have seven, right? Or eight. Is eight, eight, eight one, seven or eight, right? Seven, 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 seven. So there's one more team that is, that is needed. Out of the Storm, the Raptors, and Knowles, who makes it? And Gators. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Gators. Yeah, by default. J-Rock, Gators too? Yeah. Damn, okay. Now, for the APDFL West, this one is going to get kind of interesting because there's a lot of interesting teams. So, Corey, the Chris City uh, Rampage. Uh, ow. Oh, damn. They were in the okay. Uh, I just said, because I'm looking at as far as who was added. Because I, one, two, three, four. No, no, actually, they're in, they're in, they're in. I'm looking at my bad, they're in. I get to Because I, I got five in my head right now that's going to be in. So they're in. Now, let's see. Uh, J-Rock, they're in or out, the uh, rampage. Um, 
I'm gonna say out. I know they lost a couple of their uh, players to the Kings and Lightning, so that might be like I know they lost that those are T Glenn guys, so I'm gonna say he's yeah, on the Yeah, that's that's another reason. And with them having three tough games out three tough games out of the first four, if you lose all three of them games right off the bat, you, you almost got the win out, so to speak. And, Matt, and that's not even just the end of it. True. Matt? The Rampage? Mm-hmm. Um, it, they're, they're in. I think they're in. I agree. I, I, Let me just... I, I just if, if, they, if they return some of that foundation they had last year, add a few pieces here and there, and they were able to turn the corner, you know, play with a person. It's hard to defeat a team. That's I, I think they're. I think they're in. Sorry the West that. Mobile Forty ers Corey. Out. Damn. It's, it's it's too much competition on that side. That's fair. Corey. Uh, sorry. Uh, J Rock. I'm gonna say out. I'm gonna say out. Matt. Out. <laughs> out. Gulf Coast Gators are definitely in, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah uh, real good additions from the off season. Very good. Uh, Pike County Titans, uh, Corey. They're in. Really? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, we played them last year, I think, for the first time, and I actually had questions about them. And just from the atmosphere that the other guys are talking, they've been a championship caliber team in every other league they've been in. So I think they'll make a little noise this year. Okay. Then they add they added one of my former teammates too, and he can he can throw the ball. Who? Juwan Adams. He was a three star before he transferred out of Jackson State. Uh, before he so he can throw the ball like really spin it. Okay. J Rock, in or out? Uh I'm gonna take his word for it and I'm gonna say say that they're in. I'll co sign that, Matt in. Yeah, they're they're in. I I kinda after watching them play Corey in them last year. I think they they're in. Next team is the Tri City Savages. Corey. How? Really? Wow. Okay. I don't. I just don't think they'll be. I think the Titans would like to take their spot on that side. So. I think I that they lost them. a lot. J Rock. Mm, I'm gonna say out. I'm gonna say out because for one, this they got they got a tough schedule, like brutal, brutal. That schedule looks painful. That's gonna hurt. That's gonna be a mark, Matt. Um, I'm gonna give them in. Oh, okay. I think, I think um, we talking about Tri City, right? Yep. Yeah, with the seven. The Nairs might be able to carry me, and they might get in by the 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 skin of their teeth. Lightning and Kings are both in. You think, Corey? Uh, yes, I do. J Rock, Kings, and Lightning both in. Yeah. Who's better? Kings. I say it. I'm gonna say the Kings too. There you go. Matt, the uh, Kings and Lightning are both in? Both in. Kings. Who's better? Uh, better okay. Kings. Let's see. Uh, Oklahoma Wildcats. They have every game on the road. In or out, Corey? Uh, I'm just going to say out. Simply for what you just said, I, every game is on the road. I don't know how many people they're going to go. That means you got to travel well. And I just think over the time, they may be one of the teams to fold simply because they have to be on the road every game. 
JR. Out. Man. Same reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, out. Same reason. You know, we, we've had a team that played every game on the road, which is the Georgia Cardinals, but we're talking Atlanta. And now you're talking 13, 14 hours every week coming this way. The uh, Greater Pensacola Jets, Corey, they're back this year. Oh. I'm just going to step out on the limb and say they're in. Hopefully they can just they come better. Uh, <laughs> mental this year, mental. It's a mental year, so I said that. I agree with that. J Rock, the Jets, in or out? Uh, how many how many teams we have in so far? You got the Gulf Coast Gators, the Titans, the Lightning, and the Kings are the ones that you guys agreed upon with. The our Rampage Jets and the uh, Savages are still kind of up in the air. So you got four for sure, and three there's no consensus. I'm I'm gonna say. Jets are in, of course, Dynasty. That's it for me. All right. Uh, next team is the Panhandle Crusaders, Corey. Out. J-Rock is out, too. Matt, Panhandle Crusaders. Yeah. Um, they might be the surprise team over there. I, I'm going to take them over the Jets. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. I like that. Let's see. The Bayou Lacombe Cardinals. Corey. Out. They will travel well. There's a lot of people over here. Go on, man. I'm going to and try to That's. Do you think the uh, Cardinals will make this, the uh, playoff score? No, I don't. <laughs> Let me look at it. Let me count. One, two. And they're out. Because I already know they're out. J-Rock's out. Matt thinks they're out. Dynasty, of course, they're in. So, yeah. The, the, for, <laughs> the for sure teams are... Gators, Titans, Lightning, Kings, and Dynasty. The teams on the fence are the Savages, Crusaders, Rampage, and Jets. So out of those four teams, the Savages, Crusaders, Jets, and Rampage, Corey, which two make it? Uh, I'd say Jets and Rampage. I like the Savages, though. My thing is they just have, like, the work, the toughest schedule that I've seen. J-Rock, who you got two of those last four teams, the Savages, Crusaders, Jets, and Rampage? I'm still go with the Jets. Okay. Matt? Uh, which, which two teams are we talking about? Savages, Crusaders, Jets, and Rampage. Pick two of those four. The Savages, Jets, Rampage, and who else? The Crusaders. I'm going to go with the Crusaders and the Savages. All right. Now. I'm, I'm still. <laughs> I, and the reason I say that, I, I played against the Crusaders. Um, and I know a lot of people, but they are a tough out. Um, first time we played them, we beat them 14 to 6. And this was as a member of EAP. And then the next time we beat them, probably one of the best games I've seen at any level. And it was uh, 22-20 where they jumped out to a 20 nothing lead on us right off the bat. And they came down to the last 30 seconds of the game for us. And, they're, they're, and they, still, they still end up being a number, uh, number two seed uh, in the 20 playoff game. All right. Last question. This this will be the hard one. Will the Mississippi Dynasty lose a game this season? 
Corey. I didn't hear you, Terry. Oh, will the Dynasty lose a game this season? Catches you think he'll 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 have this year? Uh, I think you're gonna have like thirty-two catches. Okay. J. Rock, how many touchdowns do you think that you'll have combined with kick returns? I'm trying to get that record. I'm trying to get that touchdown record. Oh, yeah. but <laughs> I, I say, I say seven. Okay, that works. Now, Matt, how many tackles do you think? Like, I'm not sure this. How many tackles do you think that you'll have this season? Plus, like, the over under is sixty. We lost Matt. All right, fellas, I will catch up with Matt asking that question, but I want to thank you all for joining us tonight. J-Rock, good luck to you. Corey, good luck to you. All right, good luck to you, too. Stay warm up there. All right, fellas, y'all be cool. This has been another episode of Under the Humble. We will catch you next week. Good night.